This is what Jesus taught his disciples. You know, a lot of people call this the Lord's Prayer, but really it's what we call the Disciples' Prayer. This is the prayer that Jesus taught the disciples to pray. And uh, Jesus told his disciples... In the, in, in the book of Matthew, like I said, chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. This is the Lord's Prayer that we call it today. But like I said, you know, it really should be called the Disciples' Prayer. It said, but Then Jesus said, but this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And some of the scriptures say are deliver us from the evil one. And that's really probably a better uh, uh, version of that. He said, you know, and many people misunderstand or think the Lord's prayer is supposed to be prayed and recited word for word. Jesus was just simply telling his disciples, this is an example. This is a way you should pray when you come to God, is exalt him, lift him up in your heart and how you feel about him. And, uh, you know, many people misunderstand and they think they're supposed to pray this word for word. But like I said, uh, they think some some people think it's like a magic formula or something, and that they're supposed to recite it word for word. Jesus told his disciples, the, and I'll I'll read it again in a minute. But this is just an example how to pray. When we come to God, when we pray, you know what God really wants? He wants that time with us. He wants us to pray what's in our heart. Many people think they have to pray and make it a long prayer. Uh, it's like the Pharisees. They'd stand on the street corners and just pray and pray and pray. And they thought that they were doing right for all the many words that they spoke. And uh, they were trying to make people, you know, they were putting other people down. And, and, and some of the prayer in, over there, it says that some of the Pharisees would pray, Lord, I thank you that I am not like these others. Like, I am so much better, so much higher. And that's why the Pharisees would pray. And, and Jesus said, when they pray like that, they have received their reward. I mean, they wasn't going to get anything else. And uh, it's just, uh, but the Bible teaches, uh, like I said a while ago, God is interested in what's in our hearts when we pray more so than he is in the words that we speak. And uh, like I said, God wants us to pray what's in our, what we truly feel. When we come to God, God wants us to pray and tell him what's really in our heart, how we feel about things, what we need. But when we come to him, that should be a time in our life that it should be a time of fellowship. It should be this little time we spend with God, a personal time. And uh, I'm going to read something to you right now. God says when you pray, really, he'd just send us to pray in private. Nobody else around, 
Nobody listening. You're not having to talk or try to impress anybody. You're talking to God, and you're truly telling God what is on your heart. And here, in, and then see, that's kind of what he tells us here in Matthew, chapter 6, verse 6 through 7. He says, But when you pray, enter into your closet, and when you have shut your door, he said, Get alone with me. You don't need a bunch of people around you. Get alone with me. And pray to your Father, which is in secret, and your Father, which sees in secret, shall reward you openly. You know, too many people want to pray and try to impress other people by what they say. God's not interested in that. God is interested in us coming to Him in a personal way, pouring out our heart to Him and what we really need, what we really desire to have to help us maybe serve Him better and uh, to do what He wants. And But here in verse 7, here on this word, it says, But when you pray, use not vain repetitions or just don't pray over and over and over as the heathen do. See, that's what these Pharisees were doing. That's what I was just saying. For they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. For all their words, they think, oh, man, they're really going to impress all these little people out here. Oh, and then they say, oh, Lord, thank you that I'm not like they are. And that really upset the Lord. And uh, But like I said, when we pray, we're to pray what's in our heart to God, not just recite some memorized words like the Lord's Prayer. A lot of people, want to, they, when, they, when they pray, they want, oh, I'll just pray the Lord's Prayer. Well, that may not really be anything in their heart. They're just praying some memorized words. That's not impressing God. God wants to hear from you. He wants to know what's on your heart, which He already knows. But He wants you to share that with Him. That is a time that we are to have with God. It's a personal time. It's just a time between Him and His child. And that's what God wants. And... Uh, the Lord's Prayer should be understood as an example of how to pray, not what to pray all the time. So I'm going to just look at something on the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to, we're going to go look at a kind of a breakdown of what the Lord's Prayer is and what it is saying. And this is what, the Lord, this is what Jesus tried to express to his uh, disciples when you pray. This is what you should be emphasizing to the Lord when you talk to him. And, uh, but uh, it starts out, our Father in heaven. This is teaching us to address our prayers to our Father, God. He is our Father, the Father of all creation, the Father of all men. And uh, when we come to him, we need to address him as Father. You know, every time that Jesus prayed, he prayed, Father. He prayed, Father. He, when he come into the presence of God, he addressed God as Father in all of his prayers. And uh, he goes on, he says, Hallowed be thy name, or holy. Hallowed simply means holy. How holy your name is. And uh, this is telling us to worship God because he is holy. And to praise him and honor him for who he is. He's God, the creator of all things. There is nothing that was created that was not created by him. You know, when it starts out in Genesis, it says, 
that when God saw everything, everything was what? It was all void. It was all darkness. There was absolutely nothing. And then God spoke everything into existence. God created everything. There is nothing that we can see or know about that God did not create. God made it all. And uh, then he goes on and says, And your kingdom come. The kingdom hasn't come yet. But he says, your king, when your kingdom come, and when it does, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we're asking that your will be done on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. Everything that is done in heaven, do you all realize everything that is done in heaven is God's will? There's nothing in heaven that's done that is not God's will. And that's what we should be asked. Let your will be done. And uh, this prayer is simply to remind us that we are to pray God's what God's plan. God, what do we realize not God's got a plan for our life. We are to pray for God's plan for our life and not for this world's plan. And uh, Really, not our own plan. You know, probably each one of us has a plan for something we want to do or what we would like to do. But we're to pray for God's will to be done in our lives and not to pray for us to have our own desires. If y'all would think about it, most of the time when we have desires and things we want, it's selfish. It's something we want. And we should be praying Lord, give me what will glorify you. Give me that thing, Lord, that will lift you up. Something I can do to show you to others. You know, I know that, that many times, well, every time that when I put a sermon together, I pray, Lord, let what I say glorify you. Lord, let, it, let, let other people see you, feel you, know that you are here, Lord, in what is said. And uh, I guess that's my greatest desire is, is when I speak or, pray or, or, or do a sermon that it's totally about God. That he gets all the glory, all the praise, that we see him in his greatest times of what he has done and what he still wants to do in our lives. And for him to do what he wants to do in our lives, we've got to let his will be done in our lives and not our own selfish ways. and uh, But we're just simply to pray for God's will to be done in our life. And then the prayer goes on and says, Give us today our daily bread. What does it mean? Give us... We, we should pray, God, give me today my daily needs, the things that I truly need, Lord. You know, our food, our clothing, just everything that we need. And not just the things that we want. Because most times, we, like I said a while ago, most times when we want something, it's a selfish desire on our part. Just, Lord, let your will be done in my life. <clears throat> and then he goes on here and says, Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. This right here is to remind us to confess our sins to God. We're in debt to God because of our sins. We're in debt to God for what all he has done to forgive us, 
to take away our sins, for his son coming and dying on that cross, we owe so much to God for all that he has done in our life to remove our sins. And when we say, forgive us our debts, we're saying, forgive us of our sins against you, O God. And uh, as we have forgiven our debtors, you know, we also have to forgive others. We have to forgive others just as God has forgiven us. God says we must forgive in order to be forgiven. You know, this first, we don't mind doing. You know, we say, forgive us our debts. Forgive us of our sin. But this second thing, sometimes we want to skip it when we say, Lord, forgive, for, to help us to forgive others. Sometimes it's only God that can help us to forgive others. Sometimes the hurt is so deep that we've been hurt so bad that it's going to take the Holy Spirit, it's going to take God himself to, to give us that, that power to make us forgive, to take that unforgiveness away from us. And, and God, a lot of times God's the only one that can do that. Because some of us, we've been hurt so bad that we don't want to forgive. I've heard that expression, oh, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. And I think we probably all heard that. But, you know, to truly forgive, we need to forget. Just whatever God forgave us of our sins, and he say, if you will forgive, if you will confess your sins to me, I will forgive you, and I'll never remember them against you again. That's what we've got to do, too. And sometimes we don't want to do it. We've been hurt so bad. But through the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, God can release that guilt that we have of not being able to forgive. He can take that unforgiveness away. I know he can because I've had to have him do it to me. And, and I, there, honestly, there is no more unforgiveness about what took place and what happened. It's gone. And sometimes, and I had to go to God to, have it, to, to remove it. And a lot of times that's what we have to do is ask God, God, help me. Help me, oh God, to forgive. For Lord, I want to forgive just as you forgave me. I know I've done it. You know, we've all done a lot of things that I'm adding probably, I don't, I don't know, you know, we might say, Lord, forgive me, but it may be hard for God to do, but he did it because of his love, his grace, and his mercy. And for all his son went through on our behalf, he forgave us because his son came and gave his life and died for us so that we could be forgiven. And that's what we need to do is forgive others and get, you know, when you forgive somebody, sometimes you're releasing a burden that has helped you and helped you and helped you and to not let you enjoy things. You see that person, you get angry when you see them. Unforgiveness will put a chain around your neck. It will bind you. And it will make you miserable. So pray, Lord, help me to forgive as you have forgiven me. And mean that in your heart. And in the conclusion of the Lord's Prayer, he says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is us asking God 
to help us have the victory over sin in our life. You know, we need, we need that Holy Spirit working on the inside of us to help us to be able to defeat the sin that, that wants to come up on us. It's, and right here, that's what it, that's what it is. It says, uh, we're asking God to help us have the victory over sin that wants to come into our life. And then we're asking also for his protection from the attacks of the devil on us and on our family. He says, but deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from his attacks. Deliver us from his powers. Deliver us from what he wants to do. How he wants to turn us away from you. Lord, touch us and deliver us. And bless us, Lord, that we may not sin against you. And uh, the Lord's Prayer is not a prayer for us to just automatically repeat back to God. It's a great prayer. But God, like I said, God wants to hear from us. He wants to hear from our heart. And uh, like I said, the, the, the Lord's Prayer is just an example of how we should pray. Remember, when we come to God in prayer, God is much more interested in us coming and visiting and talking with him and speaking from our hearts. He's more interested in this and the specific words we use. You know, just when we come to God, remember, God says, I already know what you need before you ask. God knows what we need. But let's ask him for what we really truly need and that's more and more of him in our life, more of him working through us, more of the Holy Spirit moving in us, helping us to serve him, giving us the power and the ability to speak to others about him. You know, we was talking in the office back there and I said, and I think Sunday I'm going to mention it, but I want more of us to start inviting people to come to church. We have to invite them. Let them know, hey, you know, I would like to invite you to come to our church. been thinking about you. I know you're not going anywhere right now. And, you know, God loves you, but you need to be in his presence. You need to come into his house. You need to hear his word. You need to sit under his word. You need to put your faith in God. And the only way you're going to do this is sitting in church, you know, to be with like believers, to let them help lift you up. You know, there's a lot of people I've talked to and asked them to come to church, you know. And, oh, Bill, I'm going to come to your church. I'm going to visit. I hadn't seen them yet. And really, it kind of hurts. You know, you do everything in the world for them to help them. But the only thing they're in, that's what they're interested in, it seems like, and not interested in serving an almighty God. And sometimes people will use you. But I guess, in, in, in what I do, a pastor, I'm going to help them regardless. I, 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 it's something in my heart. I don't care. If they don't want to help me, I'm still going to help them. Because I want to please God, and I know I can please Him by doing His will, talking to others about Him, inviting them to come into His house and to serve Him. And two, you know, you can't ever tell. Sometimes when you're talking to someone, and it's happened, I've said things I didn't mean to say. And I know that was simply the Holy Spirit 
talking through me, and that person would ask, how did you know that? I said, because the Holy Spirit just told me. You would think something like that would entice them more to come to God's house, that God cares about you, and God wants to work in your life, and God wants to bless you. If you're not going to come and worship Him, you're, 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 you're cutting His blessings off from you. So we need to get into His house. And I'd like to see more people, invite more people. Come into God's house. We need to grow this church. You know, I've heard so many pastors talk about how, how their churches really fell off and not the people there before this COVID thing. You know, like I said, you get used to coming to church and you love coming to church, you look forward to coming to church. But when you get out of church for a period, that's a habit too. It's so easy when you get out of church not to come back. You always got something else to do. Who's the instigator of that? Satan. He'll give you other things to do. He'll give you all kinds of things to do to keep you out of church. He'll have all kinds of activities going on to keep you out of church. And sometimes you just have to make up your mind. No, Sunday is God's day. That's His day. And I'm going to go worship Him. I'm going to be in His house. But I want those blessings that God wants to give me. You know, in truth, that's true. God wants to bless you. He wants to pour His blessings out on you. Like it says over in Malachi, For I shall pour out blessings on you. I shall open the windows of heaven and pour blessings out on you that you are not able to contain. Well, that's something in it. When he pours out so many blessings, you don't know what to do with them. And God can do that, and he will. He says he will. So just, Lord, you said you're going to bless me. So, Lord, start blessing. And uh, but we just have to remember, we need to spend time in fellowship with God. That's what, a lot of times that's what prayer is. It's just a time of you and God and fellowship talking. And God wants you to, Whatever's on your heart, whatever's on God says, share it with me. I know it's there, but share it with me. Let's spend some time together. I want to bless you. So let God bless you. Just share with Him what's on your heart. And uh, when we come to God, really, truly, it should be a time of fellowship. And it's just spending time with God in prayer. I've got one other last scripture, and I'm going to be through. But I, this scripture is, I've always enjoyed this scripture. I've always liked it. And it is Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Listen to what this says. It says, be careful or don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer, now notice this word, supplication. What is supplication? That is praying for something very specific that you need. That's supplication. Tell God what you need. Say, Lord, you know what's going on in my life. You've seen the things I've struggled with. You've seen the things I truly need. Lord, I need you to bless me. There's things that you need, and God knows you need it, but he wants you to ask. What does he say? Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, seek, and knock and I, the door shall be opened. And uh, so he says, but in everything by prayer and supplication, asking for what you need, and with, now this is important, with thanksgiving. 
Let your requests be known to God. We already start thanking God and believing and say, Lord, I'm thanking you already for what I've asked because I know you're going to give it to me. So you're thanking God already before you ever see it. And it tells us right now, and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You're already praising him and thanking him for what you're asking because you truly believe in your heart that God's going to do it. And that pleases God because that shows faith. It shows faith. And that's what it says. For without faith, we cannot please God. So God, show God your faith, that you trust him, you believe in him, you know he's going to hear you, and you know he's going to answer you. And then here in this last verse, in verse 7, it says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds at peace through Jesus Christ. You want that peace? You tired of worrying about stuff? You want to know that God is going to do it? Pray this prayer. With thanksgiving, make your requests be known to God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. He said, I'm going to put my hand upon you. I'm going to keep peace upon you. You're going to wonder where that peace comes from. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to give you peace that passes all understanding. You're not going to understand it, but you're going to know it's from me. And that's what God wants to do. I, I, I know I've told, told Betty the other day, and that's when I prayed with her. I said, may the peace of God that passes all understanding be placed upon you. She needed that peace. She needed to know that God was there. He, she don't understand why her son had to leave. But he did. It was his time. You know, the Bible tells us over in, over in Hebrews that he is appointed unto man to die once and then the judgment. So we've all got an appointed time to meet God. We just don't know when it is. The only thing we better do is be ready when that time comes. Well, Hugh's time came and he kept that appointment with God. Now he's at home in heaven. Well, he'll be for all eternity. And that's what I was telling Betty. Betty, you will see him again. You will be with him again one day. So up until that time comes, just keep praising, trusting, and loving God. And may his blessings always be upon you and be with you. So but anyway, this is what I wanted to bring tonight is the Lord's Prayer is really not a prayer that we just repeat over and over but it's just an example of when we come to God, how we approach God with love, peace in our hearts, truly believing that God is God and He will do what He says He'll do. And when we can walk away believing that God's going to answer those prayers, He will answer them. God will always keep His Word. He will never go back on His Word. His Word will never fail. So, anyway, let's just go to prayer Father, thank you for this word, Lord, that we can understand, Lord, that you want us to come to you. But when we do, Lord, you don't want something repetitious, something that really means nothing to us. You want us to open up to be honest and to pour our heart out to you. Lord, that's what you want. You want that time of fellowship. You want that time of visitation. Lord, you want that private time, just you and us. And Lord, you said what we pray in secret, you will do it openly. You'll bless us openly with what we have asked. So, Lord, tonight I ask you to bless those that are here, Lord. Meet their needs, Lord. Every, every person here tonight has a need. 
And Lord, I ask you to bless, to meet that need. And Lord, may they then, in turn, give you all the glory and all the praise for what you have done in their life. Lord, if there's a healing that needs to be done, I pray that you'll heal them. Lord, if there's, if, Lord, if there's a financial need or whatever is going on, Lord, I ask you to meet it tonight. And just let the people know that you have heard their prayer, you've heard their request, and the answer is on the way. So, Lord, we're thanking you right now and giving you praise for all you do, for your many blessings. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.